The Biscuit is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Biscuit listeners, this is your producer, Andy Go. In today's episode, we've got a special conversation with Matt Olin and Tim Miner, the co-founders and hosts of Creative Morning Charlotte, which will celebrate its 50th event tomorrow morning. It's a great conversation, especially if you've been to a few Creative Mornings. We talk about how the series got started, the role the venues play, some memorable moments, and much, much more. But before we get into all that, we wanted to give you a chance to share your memories of Creative Mornings. Call or text us at 704-835-0193, that's 704-835-0193, and leave us a 30-second message and let us know what your favorite memories of Creative Mornings has been. It could be the speaker, one of the games, a venue, or a partnership that began because of someone that you met there, or anything at all. We'll use some of the best messages on next week's Biscuit CLT podcast featuring Joni Deutsch, the speaker at tomorrow's 50th event. That's 704-835-0193. Thanks, and enjoy the conversation. Welcome, Biscuit listeners, to the latest edition of the Biscuit CLT podcast. I am your producer, and for today, I'm your host as well, Andy Go. And our guests are two guys that, well, I'd hope you're familiar with by now <laughs> if you uh, if you follow the Biscuit and you follow Creative Mornings and Charlotte is Creative. Uh, I'm here with Matt Olin and Tim Miner, the founders of Creative Mornings and Charlotte is Creative. How you doing, fellas? Doing well, Andy yeah. Go. How are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm excited that we've finally, you know, taken this podcast up a notch by having a competent host. Yes, I think that's a really good <laughs> trend. Is, we're turning over a new leaf, listeners. <laughs> yes, we're trying this thing called quality. And, <laughs> yes, uh, it's it's going to be a bit a bit a bit of an experiment for us. But uh, so bear with us. After three years of the toddlers and infants driving the car, we were like, maybe Andy knows what he's doing. That's good, good, good point. Good point. Well, um, I'd like to think that you guys brought me here just for my oratory skills, but I know that we actually have something bigger that we want to discuss here today. And um, when our listeners hear this, uh, it's going to be about 24 hours before the 50th uh, event of the Creative Morning Charlotte series. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty amazing. So first of all, I'm going to give you guys a a one-man round of applause. Guys, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I ruined that take. <laughs> no, that's good. We're leaving it in. So, uh, yeah, 50 F events of Creative Mornings Charlotte's, and uh, I counted this up, and I have been to give or take one or two, 42 of them. Wow, wow. yeah, wow. On- I think only maybe our parents might have you beat. That's pretty. That's I, a good run. That's good. I mean, I would, if I'm being honest, I was only mentally present for about 38 <laughs> of them. Well, <laughs> and if we're being honest, I had to be at a few of them. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. You're conscripted. You're conscripted now. So, but uh, that's. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. And I mean, I do have to, in all honesty, say, um, when we decided that we wanted to even try a podcast, it was a, a pretty easy decision because we had gotten to know you through creative mornings. I mean, you were one of the, we'll say early adopters and, um, we're always just so encouraging and, and, uh, pushing us in, in good directions. And so it was a pretty natural thing. We were like, okay, we want to move beyond this once a month. Well, who do we work with? And you were the dude. Well, uh, thank you, Tim. I very much appreciate that. And of course this podcast that you're listening to now was born out of creative mornings <laughs> and our desire to talk to the speakers, uh, yep. and, which we still do. And next week's episode will feature tomorrow's speaker, Joni Deutsch. Yep. So that tradition very much lives on. Um, but I just want to celebrate what you guys have done, uh, with creative mornings and the platform that you've, uh, created over the past four years or so. Uh, you've had 50 shows. Uh, I would imagine the average attendance at each one's at least 200 people, probably 250. So you're talking about 
four to 5,000 people who have been to Creative Mornings events. You're talking about a different speaker for each event. So that's 50 different speakers, all of them with, you know, something really cool about Charlotte to say or do. Um, I, I don't remember exactly how long ago, but Creative Mornings is also where the hug program started. And, and to this point, I, I'm not going to put on a number on it, but Tim, you can fill us in. How much money in hug grants have y'all given away? Oh, you're going to ask me to do math. Um, I should be able to roll that right off the top. Uh, it, it's 167 hugs. So times two fifty. Times two fifty. Yeah. How quickly I'm, can I'm, you pull your calculator I, 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 out? Not quickly enough, apparently. <laughs> no. Um, he, trust me, listeners. He's got his eyes closed. He's got one finger to his temple, and he's very much. <laughs> exactly. My, my parents are listening. They know that that's not correct. <laughs> uh, that's that's almost forty two thousand dollars. So it's forty one thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. Let's not even uh, you know, and that's not even to begin starting to think about all the creatives that you've had on stage too, mm. all the musicians, the performers the writers, everybody that you have shown a spotlight on, that's not even just the speaker. I, I know Creative Mornings has, you know, uh, all, all the other chapters, they probably focus just on the speaker themselves, but you guys take the time to highlight so many different creatives uh, in the city, so many different impact makers and and people who are doing things. Um, there's no number on that, but I know that anecdotally, the the presence that Creative Mornings has has created here in the city has had a uh, a profound impact, certainly on the creatives in the city, but just across the board with everybody in the city. So mm. I want to thank you guys That's very, for, for doing that. Thanks, That's man. Very kind of you to say. I really appreciate that. Appreciate that. So let's get um, started by going back to the beginning. Um, for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with the origins of Creative Mornings and how it got to be here to Charlotte, Matt, I think you would be probably best to speak on how that came about. So when did you first, when did Creative Mornings first get on your radar? Well, Creative Mornings as a global community, uh, as an idea, was uh, in my peripheral vision for a few years uh, in the sort of 2010, 2011, 2012, you know, early part of, of, this, of this particular decade. And it was around 2014, 2015, where it started to move into my direct field of vision as an idea. Um, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next in terms of a creative passion project. I, I had a Broadway show that had uh, recently posted its closing notice up in New York, recently married with a, with a new baby, and everything just was pointing back home to Charlotte. So we packed up the truck uh, the day that the show was closing on Broadway and we moved to uh, to Charlotte and after a lot of soul searching what I determined was I just wanted to start gathering creative people together and why would I reinvent the wheel when there's this amazing beautiful model already out there called Creative Mornings. So let's take a step back and talk about the history of Creative Mornings itself now. Creative Mornings was founded in New York City yep. uh, by your friend Tina Roth Eisenberg. That's right. And um, when was that founded? How it was in 2008 okay. uh, in, in Brooklyn. They started gathering together. And um, <clears throat> so, yeah, and Tina, I mean, Tina only became a friend after I had acquired the Creative Morning sh chapter for Charlotte. Um, you know, I had taken this, this uh, deep dive personal development program called The Good Life Project with Jonathan Fields. And uh, it was through Jonathan that I ultimately I was connected to Tina and um, and then Creative Mornings became sort of, a, you know, the a, really a life changing thing that happened. I mean, and the moment that I that the moment that we I find out found out that we were being awarded the chapter, I called Tim up because we've done you know countless projects together in the thirty years we've known each other, and I said, "All right, I've I've really got myself into a situation now <laughs> because I have this thing, and we need." It needs to be a real thing. It needs to become a true gift for Charlotte, and I wouldn't do it with anyone else. So, so. let's go over to Tim then. Um, now, first of all, just another little bit of background for our listeners. The two of you obviously did not meet with Creative Mornings. The two of you have a long, long history together, dating back to your high school days. Correct? Absolutely. We um, Matt was yeah, and Matt's senior year and my junior year. I think we were aware of one another, but I, you know, it's like, you know, Charlotte Catholic was very small at the time. And uh, so we met in a, a really for real and got to know each other, uh, starting in an audition line for 10 Little Indians when I was a junior. And uh, which is now called, and oh, then there were right. none. And then there were none. Yes. Yeah, that was back in the days of <laughs> cultural right awareness uh, insensitivity. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're right. I will have to burn the script that I've kept. <laughs> um, Which is in our office, my script with all yeah, my stage directions. That's my mom. In there. My mom laughed at me the other day because I was given so many directions. I was like, it's right over by the uh, um, by the Dairy Queen with the Eskimo, I mean Inuit, on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, Tim, what happens when you get the call from Matt and Matt's like, hey, Tim, uh, I, the, we've got a chance to do this creative mornings thing. You know, what would stick, take me through that conversation? <laughs> um, you know, I, it was it was came at a really kind of important time in, in my life. Um, I think that we were both we were 40. We had both turned 40 mm-hmm. and um, I had spent really 15 years, but mostly the last decade from like 30 to 40, just nose down uh, working and lost touch with the community, wasn't very involved in Charlotte, where I had been in earlier in my career. Um, it was like work being a dad, work being a dad. And this, and you were at, still at Bricks Pizza at the time? Uh, at the time, yeah, I was at Bricks um, as the director of marketing there. And so I, I will say too, I'm kind of a curmudgeon. So like, I don't, naturally you know i had gotten kind of used to the little cage that i was living in so i wasn't looking cozy to in there get involved yeah there wasn't a lot of demands on my time and so when matt was like i had this thing i want to do I, I i don't know that i would say initially i went willingly but he was like just come over to my house and let's talk about it and um in the process of talking i saw how excited he was and it came at a time where i was like you know um had just had a conversation with my wife about so many things that you put aside when you're uh, a parent and I had uh, kind of gotten rid of a lot of my side passions and was not that happy. I mean, you know, work was good. Bricks is a great place to work, but it was just work is not enough to make you happy. And um, I had just said to her, like, when is it our time again to do the things that we love? And like, what does it mean to be a parent and make being an adult look miserable to your kids? And so it mm-hmm. really, you know, I started, I was, didn't know how to, how to address it, but I was like, am I making adulthood look so terrifying and so unappealing to my children? Like, why would they ever want to grow up if it looks just awful? And so this opportunity came with Matt, and I was like, hey, this could be fun. Like, let's have, we haven't really had fun together in a long time. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. And then the second was, uh, as we kept talking about it, like part of what had kind of beaten me down a little bit was Charlotte uh, as a town, and clearly I love it, but it's very transactional. You know, the things that you do oftentimes as an adult have to lead back to either sales or financial security or something. And we wanted to do something that didn't have that purpose. You know, that like you went to this meeting and, and you were, it was joyful. Um, and whether you got business out of it or it just made you happy or you laughed that morning, that was what we wanted out of it. And to lift up creative, the creative community, which Matt was much more in tune to at the beginning. Um, and he was like, no, Tim, you gotta get out and see what's going on. And very rapidly, I was like, wow, we're not giving ourselves as a city enough credit for this. What what can we do to lift it up? That's so. amazing. So <clears throat> the very first Creative Mornings was <laughs> at Laka Projects. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember you had just George speaking. No, it was Jen Band. Matt had, oh, was it Jen? I, I don't know that there, I mean, Jess was tremendous. She was the she was third like speaker. Third. Okay, I got, this um, is not the first time I've gotten confused. Well, That's I mean, they're okay, both incredible, <laughs> but like I have to say, and then Matt, I, I want you to take it, but... I did not know Jen at the time, and Matt was like, you know, we were brainstorming ideas, and he's like, well, I've got the first one locked up. And I was like, let's talk about it. He's like, I've got the first one locked up. <laughs> and I've learned that when he says things like that, I'm like, all right, I'm going to let this go. I can't think of a better human being in Charlotte to kick off the first creative mornings than, than Jen Band. Yeah, she, she was incredible as always and just brought that joy. I mean, when Tim and I were pre-planning uh, alongside the sort of brand new fledgling volunteer leadership team that, that sort of raised their hand and said, I want to be, uh, I want to jump in and help you, you guys out. Um, there was just, I don't know, the, the word that kept coming to the surface for us was joy. I mean, there's a lot of hard discussions to have. There's a lot that we need to unpack here as citizens of Charlotte. But at the end of the day, we want you to feel a sense of joy about living here and the creativity that's swirling around you every day. And, and so in many ways, Jen embodies that she just has that energy about her and she's putting it to amazing use through playing for others or organizations so yeah she really did kick off the series four years ago on the perfect note i i before we move on because i know you got a question but matt um matt hit on something that's really important you know oftentimes uh, clearly we lead the 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 effort but um 
we get an inordinate amount of, of uh, credit for what has been built with Creative Mornings. You know, we did have, we had a meeting in Matt's living room and then we had a meeting at uh, Good Food on Montford Drive over drinks that really uh, we set like six months worth of ideas in that one outing. But very rapidly after those, Matt just kind of put the word out. Like people, when they heard that the chapter was coming, just started kind of piling on and sending in emails. And we had this initial interest meeting. And of the people that showed up for that initial meeting, like five and five and a half years ago almost, or what, five and a half, what's wrong with me? Again, I can't do Matt. Four, four and, and a half. half. Almost all of them, like our core leadership team was there that day. We've yeah. had very little attrition. Um, and and the ideas that were flying around like made everything that came after possible. So from you know Levin and Alexis with Charlotte Starroom to <laughs> to Steve Whitby to um, Lisa Gray. I mean, it was that meeting was absolutely packed. Yeah, Genevieve Knowles was there. I mean, just some really incredible people that are still working with us. Yeah, yeah. So let's go back to that first Creative Mornings, too, and just talk about the setup for that, because obviously you're doing it for the first time in a new place. Nobody really knows what to expect. You know, walk me through that first Creative Mornings and kind of the feelings you guys had around setting up this completely brand new <laughs> adventure for the very first time. Um, and, t- and tell me, like, you know, how, to, how it went, especially how it actually went versus how you thought it was going to go. <laughs> Well, Matt, let's start with you. I mean, you know, there was obviously a lot of planning that went into that first one. Um, and, and it was all done on sort of blind stupidity or faith <laughs> or something. But, you know, at the end of the day, we had no idea how many people were going to show up. So we, we decided to create a rule. It says, let's create an, a morning that we would all want to attend. That if no one else shows up, we will have, a, have good a good time. time. And so that became our guiding principle, that and that word joy. And, um, and, and I think that really worked. It still sort of guides us today. And, and as a result, we started to create a template for a Creative Mornings Charlotte morning that included certain kind of like must-haves, right? There must be an opportunity for people to go up and talk to the audience about what they're doing in Charlotte. Uh, so that became the 30-second pitches. Um, there must be live music. I mean, we, there's so much amazing uh, live uh, um local musicians in Charlotte that we have to use this as a platform to get their, the word out about them. You know, there, there needs to be prizes. We need to be able to give prizes away and play some games about Charlotte. And that became the Queen City Quiz Show um, segment and on and on. There had so, to be, and I think we, we both felt like, again, I, I would, I'm going to put this down to like the, the gift of middle age. Um, we both felt that Charlotte takes itself too seriously. So huge, kind of yeah. some, you know, good-natured ribbing, but also um, being self-deprecating and, like, setting the tone by making fun of each other, you know, and not not being precious about things. Um, that was that was part of it. I mean, I remember, I, I, I believe we thought between 50 and 75 people showing up for the first one was yeah. going to be a home run. And so the first morning wasn't as nerve-wracking for me as when we hit send on the invitation email at 9 a.m. the Friday, the Monday before. Because we were like, no, how, you know, and then I didn't even check it. Like, I think, I don't think anybody looked at it until like 10.30. And I can't remember if it was me or you called up and were like, this is sold out. Like, yeah. we, I don't, what happened? <laughs> you know, it was amazing. I remember it was right around when The Force Awakens came out. So I put this like GIF of, excuse me, animated GIF of, this <laughs> is, you. that's a whole nother podcast. Um of the Millennium Falcon like taking off because I really was absolutely gobsmacked that 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 many people wanted to come. So going into that morning wasn't as nerve wracking. Um, I will say immediately it was. I felt like we we were onto something when the very first people were these this couple that were in their eighties, mm-hmm. seventy or eighties, and they were sitting in a car, and they were there at like seven thirty. And and Matt was uh, in the back getting everything ready, and I right at those days I ran the check-in table, which I'm actually going to start doing again. I'm yeah, really kind of excited. Back to your about roots, going right back to the beginning. Um, but and they said something along the lines of they were the first or one of the first outed gay couples in Charlotte, and they just were excited about what this event was all about. And I think when something like that happens, 
you're kind of like you get permission to you're just like wow everything else is downhill from here like this is pretty if that's the very first interaction we have we're doing something right. i think it was a, almost a sign uh, that you know uh, we were going to start leaning into this idea that, that everyone is creative and everyone is welcome uh, the first and last lines of, of, of our Creative Mornings manifesto. And we were kind of focused on everyone is creative at first, but we've over time leaned more and more into the, the idea that everyone is welcome really is the sort of the, it is the mantra of of what the Creative Mornings experiment is all about. And and so that even that first interaction with that amazing couple was kind of a sign that that was the kind of the direction that we were going, which is a place of inclusion and welcoming and a place where you can come and get supported and inspired and empowered, you know? So, um, so that was cool. And I think the next people that came through the door after they, uh, walked in was, um, I can't remember who it was, but it was, I remember it being like a really young sort of up and coming creative in Charlotte. And so right there from the first people to cross over the threshold at, at the first event, there was this sense of age diversity in the room too, that yeah. this idea of creativity was actually going to start to be the thing that we could all look at and say, Oh, we have, we all, we're all creative. We have that in common, no matter what side of the aisle we're on, what year we were born, what our, what our gender identity is, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's, it's that we have this thing that we can all say we have in common. And so that was really, that's never gone away. That feeling has never, never, never gone away. I think it's only fortified in 50 events at this point. I would say that one of my other memories is somebody very early on, uh, one of the volunteers was like, we got to have T-shirts. we got to have T-shirts. <laughs> so we printed these T-shirts and we showed up and they were white. And as like a Bortley man, white T-shirts are like my, or they were gray, they were like Heather Gray. They were just like the the uh, <laughs> the bait of my existence and I'm wearing this thing going, Okay, everybody, here I am. <laughs> that was it's a horrible memory, but I and then the next time I showed up and they're like, You're not wearing your t-shirt. I'm like, nope, you're never gonna see that again. <laughs> Oops. Well, I love that so many so much of what you guys just talked about, the creativity, the welcoming, the you know, energy, the joy, um, is still present today. Fifty, you know, fifty events later, four and a half years later, just like it was the first day um, that Creative Mornings happened. And one of the things that I love most about Creative Mornings, and what I think is so unique about it, is your guys' use of the venues. You guys have used several different venues throughout the years, uh, rotating them, and always every time you hold a uh, an event at one of these different venues, it brings the venue to life in a way that you just never get to see it in that space and in that sort of vibe. Uh, Warehouse two four two particularly like that. Um, obviously, we were over at Friendship, uh, or we were at uh, uh, the church project six fifty eight. Uh, Project 658. Uh, oh, Myers Park Presbyterian Yes, we were at Myers Park Presby. Um, all these different places, uh, Johnson C. Smith, uh, all these different places. Uh, and, of course, tomorrow's event, Blackhawk Hardware. Like, I mean, <laughs> if that... Credit to Matt. If that is not the definition of creativity, I really don't know what is. <laughs> I, I think any business that has an aisle called the Isle of Death... Deserves. <laughs> not next to the Isle of Life. Like, that... That deserves to be celebrated, which go. is which is of course pesticides in the Isle of Death, yep. and I think fertilizer in the Isle of Life. Yeah, I, but like I just the way they they do things over there is just you got to lift it up. And um, of course, that's actually kind of how we started working together too. Is uh, when we worked together to bring Creative Mornings to the Beckler. I think that was maybe that's your right. Seventh, you pi you pitched us hard on that. Oh well, because when I saw what you guys were doing. And I was working at the Beckler at the time. I was like, this is a perfect event for our space because I thought our space it was, was a great, for it. <laughs> it was such a great place to gather. It, it, it was amazing. It's if, if only, I mean, that would be really fun to go back there. It would. I mean, yeah. I remember we had Carlos Alexis Cruz and Nuvo Sud doing their acrobatics and performances oh, out was, front. Yeah. There was a little drizzle that day. I yep. remember that. Um, Cooper Lambla was our speaker on the, on the theme of risk. And that was also the morning that we played Truth or Dare with the audience, and we had Sydney Duarte run Sydney. out and grab two people off the, street, off the street, and they came up in front of the crowd. <laughs> At that point, we had about 300 people there, and they wouldn't reveal anything about themselves, and we just laughed so hard. It was such a fun moment. It uh, was, that was a pretty, you know, talk about, talk about joyful. That was a really just fun, bright, 
joyful morning. I yep. think that was actually the first time I really felt like we had something that was going to endure. Yeah. That I mean, the other ones were really fun and great, um, and I was p- very proud of them. But that morning with Cooper Lambla at the Beckler was like, okay, we've got something. That my, that's my number one memory. The other one is that as I, we got to know you better than I started, but when I, when I first knew you, I would break out into a cold sweat because as you've come to learn, I can't dap to save my life. <laughs> and you always wanted to do it. And I'm like, I'm going to expose that I'm completely useless at this social interaction. Well, Tim, fortunately, as you can tell, despite that <laughs> awkwardness, still around, I'm still, still hanging around. <laughs> We're still friends. I know. You Imagine just, that. Thank you for taking pity on me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Don't worry. It's but. totally awkward, but I've learned to adapt. <laughs> it's, um, it's charming. Yeah. <laughs> charming. So again, one of the things that I really want to key in on here is the importance of the venue. And I really feel like the venue is just as much a star of the creative morning show as a speaker, as the performers, as the two of you are. So Tim, tell me a little bit about how you guys go about picking the venues for creative mornings and how the venues contribute to the show itself. Uh, well, first off, thanks for, uh, thanks for noticing that. Cause that is something, um, especially on our volunteer team, switching venues every month or frequently, is no easy task, especially when we try to throw a lot of extra stuff on it. Um, you know, early on, whether we would say we clued in or we stumbled into this idea that that uh, Creative Mornings was an opportunity to take, to take people on an exploration of the creative community and of, of Charlotte. And that's just not, not just the people that make it up or the organizations, but the places. Um, and so we had this chance to kind of take people along for a ride um, and, uh, the, and absolutely we try to, to do that, you know, if, if it were, if the place were inconsequential to what we were trying to accomplish in no disrespect to hotel ballrooms, but we'd be in a hotel ballroom every time. Um, that's kind of characterless. It doesn't like pull people in. It doesn't inspire. And I think it also brings up a lot of bad <laughs> memories of like every terrible long seminar you've been part of. And so by picking unexpected locations, we're already catching people off guard. I mean, so many of the things that we've learned to do through Creative Mornings is just to, to, we call it tenderize the audience, kind of spend that first 45 minutes either through humor or the location or inspiration or, you know, uh, performance, get their mind ready for the talk. And the venue is part of that, right? We, it's, we can upend expectations. We can... Um, kind of impact people's moods. Um, and then also we can highlight places we think are really interesting in Charlotte. Like what we're trying to look for in a venue for Creative Mornings is a really odd, rare commodity, right? I mean, the first thing is it's got to be accessible. So, you know, we're up to uh, regularly 400 attendees. So 400 NBD. available, pardon? NBD. Yeah. Uh, 400 available parking spaces already eliminates a lot of spots. Then we're looking for a place that's a going to be willing to open up at 6 AM and then deal with knuckleheads. Um, but the place that has kind of some relevance, some vibrance and is a, a kind of an unusual suspect. Uh, and that's a strange nexus point, but, and so once you've achieved that, even if it's that we had an idea, like there are some venues that like Matt, Matt had had wanted to be at ovens auditorium for years. I mean, almost going back to the very first, time we talked about mm-hmm. creative yeah um so then you get it and you're like okay how do we make the place part of the experience a star you know and how do we even change how the place thinks about itself so that's why we met on the on the stage looking out at the audience bank at ovens um so absolutely it's just part of making it a morning that stands out it, it violates expectations and doesn't feel like other things you've done um, the other thing too is it's an in it in itself it's an exercise in creativity. Like Matt and I, we would get bored. I think as if we had the same place to go every month, it gets rote. It gets boring. Like we don't really do well when it's the same thing every time. As wonderful as two forty two was, and they, they, it was a great place to have an event, and they're amazing. But it gets exciting when you don't quite know how something's going to go go. Um, and we also are not people that do well with like a blank sheet of paper. So if you're like, 
all right, you can ha- you know build the space that you want to do creative learnings in. We would probably look at each other dumbfounded. <laughs> we need some you know once we go to it like we're going to do it in a bowling alley and we see the restrictions that doing it in a bowling alley bring you, then we can get creative. Like we limitation for us saying these are things you can do and these are things you can't. Limitation actually fuels our creativity. Absolutely. Not if it were just whatever you want. No, you know, no question, no is is uh, is too much or out of bounds. We would sit there and blabber. But if we're like, you can't do this, we're like, oh, well, let's figure out how to do that. Um, so it's, I think too, we've been able to expose the audience to lots of different neighborhoods and places in Charlotte they've never gone. Like being able to do it at, at Biddle Hall on JCSU for me is one of the top three highlights. When Matt asked how many people have been here are here for the first time, and almost the entire room raised their hand. Um, that be that moved from this is cool to this is an honor. This was a privilege to be able to introduce people to a, a place in Charlotte and an, and an institution that has such relevance and importance to the history of Charlotte and to its future. So yeah, I mean, I I, I couldn't agree more. And for me, it, moving around to different places also um, scratches an itch that I've that I always have, which is a the, it's about it's it's the, it's theater and it's it's not only that but it's immersive theater. I mean, having done theater both with Tim and and on my own for for decades now, uh, producing and directing uh, work, um, anytime I can f- bring an audience into an immersive experience of some kind, it just levels up the entire um, the, the the entire experience. And, and so I find each month. Uh, that Creative Mornings is sort of like a mini immersive theater experience that you can step into. And, and it's just, except it, rather than it being theater per se, it's a civics, it's a civic variety show as we come to call it. Um, so that, that's part of it is just us bringing our background in theater to what does it mean to have a, a, a run of show that flows really nice, that brings people on a journey and what is the surrounding, you know, environment? Um, what role does that play as well? You've hit on something. Matt and I joke around, but I, we're we're deadly serious about it. That the Creative Mornings and what we've done with Charlotte is Creative um, is like our Slumdog Millionaire moment. You know, it's like there's so many things that you do in in life, and you don't know how you're going to use them. Um, and and also, I think modern life moves you in directions like if you can't directly do something and then be able to understand its utility immediately you shouldn't do that thing and I, neither of us i think have ever been really comfortable with that and so you accumulate these ideas these experiences you read articles you do things that people are like you're never going to be able to use that and creative mornings i think for us from theater to writing to comedy you know neither of us are ever going to be snl writers you know but it gave us an opportunity to use that talent that we have um, and a lot of useless knowledge <laughs> and put it in together in a way that is engaging for people. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's something that we try to instill as we work with people is it's okay to do things that, that are, don't, that look pointless. If they give you joy, not to get too Marie Kondo, but like if they give you to do it and then actually you will probably find a utility for that later on in life. And I think putting together creative mornings, particularly for Matt has been able to take that, theater that you thought maybe you were done with yeah and put it to civic use yeah yeah for sure i want to take this moment to real quick just uh give a quick or have you guys give a quick programming update about tomorrow's creative mornings which is going to be held at blackhawk hardware in the yep. park road shopping center mm-hmm. and of course when i saw that i'm like how are we all going to fit <laughs> in the gardening <laughs> aisle or you know in the outdoor center from the it's going to be a little chilly um but that's not where it's actually being held so matt tell us a little bit about tomorrow's creative morning you know i met uh, andy wilkerson who's uh, the owner of blackhawk hardware a couple of years ago through a mutual friend and uh, i remember him mentioning sort of in passing yeah we're going to expand down to the basement someday and i was I said to him, you guys have a basement? You know, I, I didn't I, know either. Right? Like, I had no idea. Like so many of you out there who, who grew up in Charlotte, I've been going to Blackhawk for years. My fifth grade teacher works at Blackhawk <laughs> Hardware. Shout out to Mr. C. And uh, I, I saw n- him when I was there this weekend. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, I, I never knew there was a, a basement there. So, of course, where my brain went was the very first thing I, I thought of was, we we got it. We have an event down there. You know, I know it's going to be tricky, 
but we got to figure this out. So Andy said, I, I brought the idea up to Andy. He said, hey, I don't know what the timing is of the sort of demo down there. And he said, but, but go ahead and reach out to me on an ongoing basis. And then uh, maybe eventually it'll work out. So I pinged Andy twice a month for a year. <laughs> And you, Andy Dufresne him. Uh, like exactly. You. And he just, every time we drive back, we don't know the answer yet, but keep out, keep bugging me. And finally it worked out. He said, you know, it's basically it, the, the, the basement's going to be empty in December and then we're going to, you know, fill it with new retail in January. So that was our window. And I think he just, I don't know, gave into the persistence. <laughs> Plus he's just a great guy who digs community gatherings and he said, let's do it. So we are gathering in the basement of Blackhawk Hardware for our 50th event, which I think is quite beautiful, actually. I mean, we're in the belly of a, a, a Charlotte institution, a mom-and-pop store that has been, you know, doing their best work and, and really sort of leading the way in terms of, of that um, sort of entrepreneurial spirit in many respects. I mean, you know, when you go to Blackhawk Hardware, you are met with incredible customer service. I mean, that is something that you don't necessarily get at some of the big box places, right? I'm sending a flare up at some of the other uh, hardware stores trying to get some help over here. So for that and so many other reasons, like I just you love it. But you got to go find the flare aisle. That's right. I got to find the flare. Excuse me. Can you tell me where the flares are? Uh, <laughs> but uh, any, anyway, we're, we're super psyched uh, to be there. Dot, 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 which is the speakeasy right next to, uh, Black Hawk in the back of Parkwood Shopping Center is going to be providing morning mocktails for folks. And, uh, you know, it's just with Joni Deutsch from WFAE speaking and um, DJ Fannie Mae is going to be the, oh, wow. the, no the, the musical guest. And, of course, Harvey Cummings is going to be playing. And we got pictures lined up. And we got hug grants that are going to be giving out and some other surprises. I mean, it just feels like a, a great sort of, uh, you know, a sort of mix of things that would make for a, a good 50th celebration. So real quick, for the people who in their head are picturing Black Hawk hardware and wondering where do I go to park and how do I get in, because I'll admit I'm one of those people. Yeah. Walk me through that part. of This the is part of the process. adventure of coming to a Creative Mornings event. We'll send out information <laughs> to you the, the, the day before. It's like playing Legend of Zelda. That's right. That's right. Yes. So... <clears throat> Uh, you're, first of all, you got you got to park, right? So you're going to either park behind Parker Shopping Center, which is going to be your most direct access to the entrance of and the basement. And that's over by Amelie's, yep. Midwood Smokehouse, exactly. Garden if you, Center. Exactly. If you're over there by Midwood Smokehouse, you are within striking distance of the door. You'll see it. Um, but there's plenty of parking in front of Blackhawk, too, in the sort of main part of Parker Shopping Center, so you can park there. The thing is, though, if you come to the front door of Blackhawk, our volunteers will guide you down the sidewalk through the garden center. Ah, so there. we're not going to have people going through the main store. We're going to have you go around through the Egyptian statue yes. that was, uh, you know, if, I don't know if y'all know this, probably not. Cause I just learned it. Wait, from, I mean, we, we've just found out about it recently, but, so. uh, that Egyptian statue sta st stood at the New York premiere of Cleopatra. Cleopatra. Whoa. And so it was made by Someone in Charlotte. Yeah. So so it is, uh, that is the Legend of Zelda-esque portion of this. Yes. Go to the Egyptian <laughs> statue. To the, yes. Bow to it. Turn left. It's continue A, B, moving. A, B. Right, left, right, left. Go down the stairs. <laughs> right. Exactly. Select start. So, uh, exactly. So, so again, sort of an immersive experience. I mean, a little bit of adventure, you know, trying to figure out how to get to the, the room. Well, and, and, then, and then you go to a place where, where this is the one and only time yeah. that there will be an event there. That's Good point. It'll never look like it will it, never be done again. that way again. Yeah. Um, awesome. Great stuff. Well, can't wait till tomorrow's creative mornings. Uh, but we want to get back to the discussion that we're having here uh, a little bit. And the thing that I want to ask you guys about next is failures. And that's not to come on here and be and like try and poke holes in your guys' facade. Be like, oh, look, you know, not not so great, are you, or something like that. But. I'm a firm believer, and I know you guys are too, that the best way to learn, the best way to grow, the best way to evolve is to go out there and fail, right. to, do, to, to try and do something, like you said, Tim, that maybe doesn't even have a point. But, you know, the experiences and the knowledge and the, and the perspective you gain just from the act of having done that, even if you failed at it, are, are so valuable and important and, and really the foundation that you can build your success on. You can't build success off of... Or at least it's yeah. very difficult, yeah. as far as I can tell, to build success off without having had that failure in the first place. So for each of you, I, I want you to tell me about 
it can either be a specific uh, uh, something that happened at a creative mornings or just something that didn't work the way that you wanted it to, or maybe just conceptually in a larger sort of sense. How long is this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Well, Tim, I imagine this question probably reminds you of the Josh Bowernism that we adopted uh, early yeah. on in this journey. Our third, our third speaker, Josh Bowern. Yeah, uh, yeah. a fourth speaker. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so Josh Bowern is a is a good friend of ours, and he's an Episcopal priest in Charlotte, and uh, he has an expression that he used in a meeting I was in with him one time, and we took it on as like we wear it like a cloak, <laughs> and it's you know let's start making as many mistakes as quickly as possible. Um, to your point about, you know, I, I think um, it, it might be misconstrued if you say, and I did say these words, but do things without a purpose. Uh, maybe it's a purpose that you don't, it's okay to do things that you don't immediately see a purpose for. Like if you feel in your heart something is right, if something, if something is telling you to do it, start, and maybe you'll find the purpose in the in the doing of it. So I would, I would say that our we have made a lot of, we've made a lot of failures. I mean, there's, there's been stuff that hasn't worked. There's been things that, you know, didn't come together with us. I would say that we didn't prepare very well for success. Um, we were kind of blown away by how many people wanted to be in the room and we didn't realize, I wish we had realized earlier that, that there's a responsibility in that. And so when people started about three or four creative mornings in coming up to us and saying, okay, so what's next? You got me all excited about creativity and what it can do in Charlotte. And, and we didn't have a, a good answer. Like we didn't immediately not, know not right away. Oh, uh, uh, see you next month, you know, and it took us a while. And I think, um, sometimes the people that build something are not the people that see where it's going. And so for us, we were a little slow. We were a little slow on that. Um, I wish we had have been able to leave people with more. Um, you know, we we got them saying early, Charlotte is creative, which is great, you know, because we wanted people to believe it. We thought it was both true and aspirational, but so what? Um, and it took us a while to back into that and get partnerships and create programs that enabled people to get in and get dirty and actually start making change. Um, so think, you know, if you're going to gather people together, know not only why you're gathering them that day, but why that's going to matter to them moving forward. I love that. And of course, since that time now, you've set up so many different systems and processes that do answer that question pretty well. I mean, the hug grant thing, of course, is there, but now Charlotte is creative is a whole nonprofit that just celebrates creativity here in Charlotte that you guys are running. And uh, that's pretty amazing. So Matt, uh, give me a failure that you had that you learned something from in this creative mornings process. Yeah, I feel like we uh, throw so much stuff at the wall every month at creative mornings just to see what sticks what works. And uh, when you do that on a regular basis, you, you, you serve up a lot of turkeys. I mean, it's just <laughs> that Thanksgiving comes early as is a monthly, <laughs> it's a monthly feast. Uh, but what's cool is, is that, you know, I think we've built up a sense of trust and, and uh, uh, with the audience where they just feel like they're in good hands. Like even if, even if a segment bombs, which it often does, that that's par- becomes part of the fun of it. We haven't, we're, we're, we're tr- again, to Tim's point, trying to say, we don't take ourselves that seriously, and maybe we, sh- as, a, as a city, shouldn't try to take ourselves that seriously. Let's take some risks. Let's not be afraid to play the fool every once in a while. Um, you know, that's another analogy that Tim and I love to drum up from time to time, having uh, studied Shakespeare at, uh, in college together. Our, I think it's safe to say that our favorite professor at Chapel Hill was Reed Barber, Barber, uh, who's now, I think, chair of the English department. He's he's so big now, he doesn't return our phone calls. That's right. That's right. He hasn't returned emails from me. But he was just a, and is a brilliant Shakespeare teacher. And we fell deeper in love with Shakespeare as a result of his teachings. And in particular, really gravitated to the idea of the Shakespearean fool, which is, you know, often the one person in a Shakespeare play that can say the thing that no one else can say to the king. Uh, or can grab the attention of an audience uh, in a way that no one else can, only so that he or she can redirect their attention to something more important. And I think there's a lot of that spirit happening at, at Creative Mornings, and Tim and I are always happy to play the fool whenever, whenever necessary. Um, as a result, though, 
songs, sponsor songs that we've sung have bombed before. Different quiz show segments have completely bombed. I remember doing a game where we had to stack up um, beer, cans. beer cans higher than Queen, <laughs> a big picture of Queen Charlotte. Oh, that was a complete disaster. That was also like one of the most expensive gags we've ever done too. That that Queen Charlotte standing yeah, was uh, not inexpensive. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> so there's a, you know, and I think about we're, you know when we were at Biddle Hall and there we played you go. that and game. Yeah, see, now we're getting into it because I was like, we've done. By the way, to this point, I I love fuck up night, but yeah. my only problem with fuck up night is the people that show up like never. The people that talk rarely ever actually cop to like any real fuck ups. <laughs> now, and you and I danced around this for the last five minutes. Now we're getting. Oh, into it's it. inevitable because we played this game <laughs> uh, at uh, when we were at Biddle Hall. We played this game where it was basically name that tune, and all the, tune. and all the songs had the word. Um, what was it? Word? What was the theme we were exploring? That uh, oh, traveling will be end. song. And yeah, yeah, end. end of the line. Right. So, so <laughs> you know, so I just basically pulled all these songs together that have the word end in the title, and we started playing them. Well, the halfway, not even like a quarter of the way to the game, became abundantly clear that we had four just by chance. We had four African American um, uh, contestants, and I had chosen forty something white pop rock right exactly so it just became this hilarious moment where they you know greg cox greg basically cox called it called out. it out right and i, I think to, to matt's credit you know i will say i've only hosted so, like solo creative warnings one time uh and i was as much as i admire matt i was like i got this it's exhausting. I mean, it's really exhausting to be the, the host of Creative Warnings, and he's done it 49 times. 48, 48 actually. 48 times. Okay, right. Jess George got that one. That's right. Um, but Matt could have really withered. I mean, that kind of thing, it's like you're being kind of called out for, like, low-key racism in an in a HBCU, and Matt rolled with it. And I think that's because we've gotten to know Greg. We've let the audience know that we, again, it's not that we don't take ourselves seriously. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We yeah. realize we're, we, we can make mistakes. And Matt joked about it, admitted the mistake, because it's not, it's not, it wasn't an error. It was just short-sighted. Short-sighted, yeah. Right? And rolled with it. And it became a very honest moment. I think it was like a, for us, like, okay, we've spent four years building this relationship with this audience so that we can have this. This is the kind of crap that if you don't handle it right, you end up on a newspaper, you get banned from things. Yeah, and we yeah. ended up making it a teachable moment for everybody, including us. You know, I, I would say um, I've had a lot of humble moments where as much as I really don't think I'm, uh, to be honest, I don't think I'm that special, but there are times when like people say, hey, I want to have a cup of coffee with you. And you're like, I don't want to do that or I don't have time for that or who is this person or whatever if you're in a if you're just in a bad mood and there have been people that I've put off and then I end up having coffee with them and I am like wow why didn't what's wrong with me why didn't I put myself aside and answer this person and just sit down and listen to them uh, and there, there are there are errors there big time I would say for anybody that's doing this maybe our our biggest operational failure is we didn't quantify stuff enough along the way. So when you tell your story about who you are and what you've done to kind of impact the city, to date, a lot of our, the way we talk about it is very anecdotal in a business-oriented town. So we're trying to lead the, the charge of telling creatives and, and uh, nonprofits, like, start with analytics. Like, again, we live in a business town, so, like, learn how to speak that business language and know that it is at some point if you want money or you want attention from the business community about numbers so do that do that now and yeah to your point it's not don't take yourself seriously just don't take yourself too serious there you yeah go. well um i kind of want to there's so many questions that i'm sure that the, our listeners have for you guys and there's plenty of other and they things can ask them on our about. new telephone number which right. i haven't memorized but we'll put in the liner notes <laughs> of the uh, google voice our sorry, google, google voice, voice number, number. we That's do want right. to hear from you um but I, I, I kind of want to wrap up the conversation just by asking guys what's next. What's next for Creative Mornings? You've gotten to 50 events now. What's the next 50 events going to look like? Matt, what, what, what do you think when I've asked that question? Well, the first thing I think of is, is that four years ago, I remember people coming up to Tim and I saying, y'all are going to run out of speaker ideas in Charlotte. <laughs> 
And we may have been the only two people that thought that that was insane. I mean, I'm like, what are you talking about? There's no way. And I'm happy to report that 50, 50 events in, we have a list of people that we want on that stage uh, as long as our arm and they keep the, the list keeps growing. This, this city is so jam packed with people up to amazing creative things. And so what's next is we're just going to keep trucking because we have a ton. We have only, it's just been the tip of the iceberg. It's not like I I have to say uh, today and today was one of those days. Like I opened and, you know, most days start with reading, agenda and ledger and 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 nerve you know and i'll read an article about a creative you know in one of those publications that i don't know and my immediate reaction is like oh you know why why didn't i get that in the biscuit but then if i'm able to step aside go wow i mean there's just so many as deep as matt and i are in it and how we spend all of our time doing this the fact that there are more creatives and more amazing things going on than five publications three of which started in the last year can cover that just fills me with with hope um i would say my thought on where we go is um just to keep creating connections like meeting just isn't enough you know i i I really can't remember who asked that question but like i'm haunted and pushed forward by that question of what do you do next you know and it's keep me introducing people keep I, i just want creative mornings to continue to be a place where people feel welcome and they feel encouraged to get to know one another and then work together. And so I, I would say anybody listening to this, our goal is to have that room be as representative of Charlotte as it possibly can be, as it possibly can be at 8.15 in the morning when not everybody can take off work to come. Yeah. So two things that you could do for us is bring somebody with you, you know, to, or, or and if you can't get a ticket, reach out, let us know. We'll figure it out. If somebody's never been there before, we'll find a way to get them in the room. Um, and then the second thing is help us develop ideas of what we can do outside of creative mornings to bring creatives together and, and make people feel welcome and encouraged to create. I'm going to add one other thing too, which is when you ask what's next, I'm going to put this out there right now because the moment I say it, it's going to happen. I want to build a Charlotte themed Plinko board. If you remember the price (laughs) is right. Okay. This is the big wish. This is the big wish. I want, and I think I have someone. I think I finally got someone who's going to build this for us. We are going to have, we're going to roll it out maybe four or five times a year. And we are going to give away prizes, uh, experiences all over Charlotte. But you got to play Charlotte Plinko. And if any of you have watched The Price is Right, you know what I'm talking about. It is the number one best game. So Charlotte deserves its own version of Plinko. We're going to make that happen at Creative Mornings. It's out there. Tim, it's happening now. <laughs> All right. It's it manifest. I, I mean, it once we've had that mountaintop experience, like where do you go? No, you're talking there? about the cliffhanger game. That's the that's the yodeler, the mountaintop. <laughs> that's different. I'm talking about the pinnacle experience. So, like, you know, once you have Plinko, I mean, what motivation do you have to keep really, doing Really, at that point, else, I think Matt. it's all downhill from there. I mean, the next one's the big prize wheel, right? That's right. Oh, the wheel. There is more to that's, go. There's further to go, that's, Tim. That's very, that's very true. <laughs> I, I I'll put it out there. I'd like to see, I'd like to see a Queen City quiz show at a Creative Warnings that the mayor plays. Yeah, I think that would be really fun. I, I think, and I think I think Vi Lyles would do it. Well, she she's she's so playful. I mean, she did that video with us for Squawks with with Brian and the and the Squawks team. She's got a real sense of playfulness and fun, and uh, and so I, I I agree. I think we can get uh, Mayor Lyles to to be a contestant at one of our game shows one morning. Well. Um, I'm going to wrap up this conversation real quick, but I also want to give you guys a chance to shout out any sponsors that you want to thank for your 50 events. Where do we begin? It, it, we've had so many people. I, top and of if the, you could do it a melodically, I'd be even more impressed. <laughs> um, there's Crescent and Ortho and Four Eyes and just kidding. Creative Circle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Andy was like, just kidding. I, yeah, uh, please, Tim. Yeah. Uh, I immediately regret you, this. You, Shut it down. You teed it up. I mean, you've spent a lot of time around us. You only have yourself to blame on that. And by the way, <laughs> the next time you have to ask about failure, you just failed, buddy. Okay. You, uh, you gave me that opportunity. Trust me, it's a learning experience. It, it, no, to, in, in, in on, to be honest, I mean, the list is so long, but, but Ortho Carolina, um, Crescent Communities, Four Eyes Productions, um, Ray Ward has been there for us for so long. Providence Day, Boingo Graphics. Uh, the, well, I'm going to get to that. There's someone that needs absolute special thanks. Uh, but um, I said Boingo, Providence mm-hmm. Day, 
Um, the Community Culinary School of Charlotte, by the way, taking meetings that you didn't want to do. I was just thinking about it last night. At, I went to Miracle on Monroe, their big event at, at culinary school, and Matt dragged me to this lunch with Chef Ron Allard. I was like, what did you get us into? And we left that place an hour and a half later, and I was like, whatever Chef Ron wants, we will <laughs> kill for him. Um, so they're they're tremendous. But Charlotte Star Room has gone so far above and beyond. I mean... That, and they, pre, you know what, they really predate me. Like Matt tapped them to do the video that got the chapter. I had nothing to do with that. So, but, I mean, I was the rookie. And those, Levin and Alexis and their entire team have been involved in every single aspect of anything we've done. And they, they're just magical people. I mean, they make stuff happen. Um, it's remarkable. Matt, did I leave anybody out? I mean, al- along the way. No, I mean, you know, I think others. just, I think, uh, did you mention Creative Circle? We got WFAE now, too. Yeah, there. WFAE, WBTV. Yeah. And then we've also had at different times, like Warehouse 242 has been a sponsor. Um, and if you go you back know, over the Trinity, list. Trinity Partners championed oh, yeah. us early on. The ASC championed us early on. The Knight Foundation wouldn't have been possible without money from them in the beginning. Huga was a sponsor for yeah. a long time. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, Gary you, jumped on early. Huga mm-hmm. was very supportive. If you go back over the over the, the 50, past 50 months, um, it is a very, very impressive list of sponsors. Uh, and... And thankfully, you know, the interest continues to to grow um, around getting involved in that way. And it's happening now at the larger sort of umbrella 501c3 nonprofit that we've that has spun out after all of this, which is Charlotte is Creative. And and so, um, you know, we got tons of uh, other programs that are being developed right now. And there's we have these employee engagement programs that we're doing with, uh, for example, Wells Fargo right now. Um, connecting them to the creativity of our city, that 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 growing employee base. Um, we're we're getting into uh, work around affordable workspace for uh, creatives and, and entrepreneurs. Um, there's just there's so much to do, and we're just now getting started. So roll up your sleeves, everyone. Yeah, I, can I have can I say one more thing, of or do you have a sign off you want to do? No. I don't want to jump you. I I, I want to say um, since I have this opportunity, um, really thanks to Matt. Um, and then thanks to the whole entire creative community because uh, it's it's not an overstatement for me to say that this that creative mornings changed my life um and it and it has also changed my family's life like i it has made me uh where i have my days but it's made me i think a better person a better husband a better father i i, I believe my kids um have grown up in a city that they now see is full of promise and, and full of amazing people and that those people don't look alike um, and that they don't sound alike and they or and, think alike or think alike. And, um, you know, uh, Kelly Brooks of share Charlotte asked me yesterday at, at uh, giving Tuesday, she was like, do, do you and Matt really have as much fun as it looks like you do on Instagram? And I said, a yes, but B that I've learned, especially this last year with Charlotte is creative that, that fun and hard work are not, mutually exclusive you know if you're if you're having fun that doesn't mean you're goofing off you know as we told an editor at the dth like 25 years ago uh, it takes a lot of work to look this stupid um <laughs> or and i think we also said we're really serious about being funny um it, and and i think that i've been able to have a very it's been a long year and a tough year um but a, a joy-filled one that's i know my wife like as we were leaving community culinary school and she was hugging Peter Reinhardt. When we started this creative mornings journey, like the likelihood that my wife would be chums and and giving big bear hugs to a James Beard award winning chef, let alone know that he lived in Charlotte, was zero. Um, it's just I'm so deeply in love with Charlotte uh, and with the people here. Um, it's a blessing. It yeah. really has been a wonderful time. Well, I don't know how I can follow that except to say I'm grateful for Tim and I'm and and, and I'm grateful for the for for all of our fellow citizens and our wives and um, I don't know how we made it through fifty <laughs> events and I don't know how we're going to make it through with the an next ama- 50, amazing team. But that it's puts because up with of our the bullshit. team and the sponsors. That's ex- <laughs> that's the only way it would happen is the team, the sponsors, and our families and the people that of Charlotte that show up. Um, and of course, as always, gra- <laughs> grateful to Tim. For I, I really don't know how you put up with me this long. Not sure either. One of our frankly. college roommates predicted after a year of Creative Mornings that we would be have killed one of us, <laughs> and we would have killed the other one. Um, and 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 we have had our trying times. It's not it's not easy to do something this passionate, but you know, 
I love Matt. I mean, he's been my boy for three decades. My boy, you're boy. my you're my brother. Yeah. And I also want to thank the the sponsors of the Hug Grant program. I mean, those guys got on early. We originally thought we'd give away one two hundred fifty dollar grant a month, and we were able to do four month two, and that's again because of like Four Eyes Productions, but Savvy and Company. Uh, real estate, uh, T. Reed and Company, Salon, Entrance Theater Talk, and Aparo, IT for Creatives. I mean, those guys are amazing and have stuck with us. And, um, and it's not so much supporting us, it's believing in, in our desire to support and foster creatives really trying to work hard through that program. You guys thanked your sponsors. Do you all have any partners or volunteers that you want to thank too? Oh, that's a long list. <laughs> that is a very, I, I very would say, long I list. would say that um, the, the great triumvirate, you know, like the people at the top are Alexis uh, and Levin, or Alexis Bruce, Levin Chasky, and Steve, Steve, the man behind the curtain, Whitby. Yeah. Um, evolved very closely by Chrissy Mickler who, and, and Angie, who are kind of game day Wranglers. Patterson, yeah. Um, you know, Daily has worked with us on on music. Monica Reef, who we went to high school with, um, also works for Creative Mornings now. Didn't when we introduced her to. I I remember I reached out to her <laughs> on Facebook DM three years ago, and I was like, "You need to do this. You need to come to this." And now she works for Creative Mornings. Now, Pretty and what cool. you mean by she? Where she works for Creative Mornings, the the mothership in Brooklyn is what right. is what Tim means by yeah. That. Um. Just countless. I mean, Matt. Who else? Oh that's, my gosh! I so mean, you people. Yeah, you, Andy, Andy um, Lisa Gray, Genevieve Knowles. I mean, I mean Sydney, Sydney Duarte. Sydney Duarte. I mean, I literally, if I, we try to list them all out, well, we will forget people. Our, our uh, a couple of other people. Um, you know, just beyond beyond being sponsors, um, I don't think anybody has believed in us more than. Um, Michael Samet, who is Four Eyes uh, Web Design, uh, yeah. he's our board chair, and I mean, the, he's the hardest working board chair in Charlotte. Jennifer Appleby with Ray Ward, who just, um, even though she gave me some gas on on uh, Instagram yesterday, oh, uh, I got to catch up on my social. Uh, it's I think it was a gentle ribbing. Um, oh, that sounds terrible. Let's please take that out. Um, let me back that up. No, no. Uh, okay, uh, and then uh, Jennifer of of Ray Ward, and then. Um, Two others, Charlie Elverson of the Reemprise Fund. Charlie has been a mem- mentor of mine for a long time, Matt for a long time. Yep. Um, and then Blair Primison and his entire team over at Crescent. I mean, just day one. At Ortho. At or- what did I say, Crescent? You said Crescent. Okay, as a senior moment. I'm sorry, Blair. Please, please forgive me. Um, <laughs> they just have made so many things possible. Yeah. Yeah. And. To all of you that we inevitably forgotten, so because we have. <laughs> oh, I mean, we okay. love Kevin, and thank you Kevin too. Washington is the he has oh, run that check-in table they, for forever. By yes. the way, in in things of blessings, Steve Lamar has moved back to Charlotte. Yeah, he Welcome was one of back, our early. Buddy. He was one of our early volunteers. He went and um, uh, he went to film school, and he's back and sent me a text this morning that he wants to be there Friday with a nice. shirt on. Nice. And then I'm, I'm going to say to to uh. I, I will always be thankful. You know, I'm going to say it. Lindsay Cooper was one of our very first wow. volunteers, alongside it, my sister, Jen, yeah, Jen and Maddie Olin. Hagerman. And they broke my heart when they left. Yeah. <laughs> when they both moved away from Charlotte, um, and then back. Amy Chu, that's the one. We're getting Amy Chu back in town because she pushed us so hard, just challenging us over and over again on things. Yeah. Um, one shout out Porter too, since Porter does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the guy that's running the ship back at yeah, the office. Yeah. By the way, I didn't. I specifically didn't mention Porter because I didn't want people to know that Matt and I do very little. <laughs> 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 that Porter Metzler Porter does, does it all, all the work. Pay no attention to the man. Yeah. Pay no attention to and the bearded the do- millennial behind the curtain. <laughs> and now we got the Dorsch factor in effect. Yeah, right? Melissa Dorsch. Melissa Dorsch is our project manager, so the Ooh. team is slowly growing. There we go. Awesome. Well, Matt Olin, Tim Miner, co-founders of Creative Mornings, Charlotte, and Charlotte is Creative, and the Biscuit CLT. It's been a real honor to sit down with you guys this morning and talk about, and just kind of take this trip back in memory lane uh, over the past four and a half years of Creative Mornings events. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun. I know you guys probably don't get too many chances to sit down and reflect on this type of thing, so I'm glad that we could sit down and have a, a good conversation and think about that stuff. Thank you for for forcing us to do it, quite frankly, because you're right. Left to our own devices, we would just keep tr- trucking along. Yeah, you and I hate talking. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, y'all. Well, that's it for today's episode of the Biscuit Podcast. We'll be back next week for Tim, for Matt. I'm Andy saying drive home safe. Be great every day and tell your loved ones that you love them. I'm out. Thanks again to Matt and Tim for speaking with me. And of course, thank you, the listener, for tuning into the Biscuit CLT podcast. That's all the time that we have for today's episode of The Biscuit. Remember to subscribe to The Biscuit Podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and review so that other creative charlatans can hear about us, or better yet, just tell them yourself. Call or text us at 704-835-0193. That's 704-835-0193. And leave us a 30-second message about what your favorite Creative Mornings memories have been. We'll use the best messages on next week's episode of the Biscuit CLT Podcast. Finally, get the scoop on Charlotte's creative scene delivered straight to your inbox every week by subscribing to the Biscuit email newsletter. Do that now at BiscuitCLT.com. The Biscuit Podcast is produced by Tim Miner, Matt Olin, and Andy Goh. Music by Harvey Cummings.